Hey guys, welcome to the number 192 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today, doing a little bit of Summer League talk, and we're going to break down the Todd Gibson signing. You know, it's a beautiful Friday night, so let's talk about... But the thing is, not everything we're going to talk about today is going to be beautiful. Some things is going to be depressing. Kind of like the Wizards game against the Pelicans, which that was terrible. Again, we're going to break down a bunch of things today's episode. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. First off, I'm not even going to talk a lot about what happened. <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk about a lot of what happened against the Pelicans because truly it wasn't a great experience. Johnny Davis, only eight points. It's just Vernon Carey Jr. play well, which I'm actually very happy to see him play well because right now it's a big man race between Yannick and Zosa and now Todd Gibson. Now you got Vernon Carey Jr., Isaiah Todd, you can consider a big. There's a lot of different bigs that can make the roster. And so you do need to keep that into consideration. And the way the carry is played is very impressive. First of all, very, very upset that Johnny Davis isn't playing. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend too much time in this game because one, the Wizards blow it. They should have won. Now they're probably gonna lose because they're gonna have a low seed in the summer league playoffs and they're not gonna win the amount of games they need, right? And then so that's done, right? Their summer league chances are over. However, I, again, I do think it was disappointing that they lost to them. However, I'm not going to overreact because, however, if Johnny Davis plays well in the summer league, means a bump kiss. It really does because we need to see how he's going to play in the NBA to determine how he's going to play. We can't just go off the summer league. So I'm not going to overreact, even though it is very disappointing. And now I've seen three games and I've seen absolutely nothing from the 10th overall pick in the draft. While you see players like Benedict Matherin, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Paolo, Chet, Jabari. I know these are higher picks, but they're still showing off. And the fact that Johnny Davis, just below that, someone that they said had massive potential, the fact that he's not showing that potential is very disappointing, in my opinion. Right? But how can they respond against the Pacers? Well, it's going to be tough. Because as I just mentioned, they have Benedict Matherin, who's been going off in the summer league. Andrew Nemhard's really good. Chris Duarte has NBA experience. Dwayne Washington, Eli Brooks, Gabe York, Kendall Brown. These are people that have played in the NBA. T- uh, Terry Taylor, Aaron Neesmith, and you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Isaiah Jackson. Yes, real quick, I'm going to say, you know, a little whiz talk with Chase history uh, before we uh, break down this game. Isaiah Jackson was actually drafted by the Washington Wizards. It says he was drafted by the Lakers. It's a very confusing situation, so let me break it down. A part of the Russell Westbrook trade, before it extended to the five-team trade, it was just a trade where the Wizards got KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, and the 22nd pick, and they gave up Westbrook and a couple seconds. But that first overall pick 
was number 22 for LA since they were just the seventh seed in the Western Conference. And the Wizards selected Isaiah Jackson. And I went to bed after that pick, like, do we really just select Isaiah Jackson with all the bigs that we have? Well, we did it because technically he was drafted by the Lakers, but he was on the Wizards. But it was a planned trade that he would go to Indiana. So the next morning, all of a sudden, I look at my phone. Or I look at I didn't have a phone. I look at my computer and I say, "Wow, uh, Isaiah Jackson's on the Wizards. Uh, it's Aaron Holiday and um, and Isaiah Todd." So that was just an uh, an interesting situation. So. Isaiah Jackson could have been a Washington Wizards, but instead he's here um, in Indiana fighting um, against the Washington Wizards tonight. And um, it, it, it's a very interesting story. I like to break down to a lot of people I see. But I don't think the Wizards truly have a chance to win because the way Johnny Davis has been playing, there's no way. I was like, if Johnny Davis can play well, then maybe he could play better than Chris Duarte. But even if he does that, no one's playing better than Matherin out there. Terry Taylor's going to play great. Isaiah Jackson, I think he could get shut down, but I think Vernon Carey Jr. is going to struggle. I think it will be a very um, depressing offensive game because that's another thing, too, is and this is why I think that actually the Wizards big men do have a chance, even though I think Isaiah Jackson's rim protecting is so good that it will block everything away. Um, the reason why I think the Wizards have a chance is because of their paint play. The Pacers technically don't have a center on this roster. Their um, their tallest player is six ten, tied for Isaiah Jackson, and then some players that I'm not going to pronounce her name because I don't know how to pronounce it. But it's six ten, and they're technically considered power forward. There's not a player on their team that's basically considered a an actual center, at least according to NBA.com. So knowing that, and knowing that the Wizards have the height advantage, it could play into factor. But I still think between Matherin, Duarte. So many other scoring pieces and defensive pieces as well. I think Indiana is going to win this game. But who cares about the Summer League? It doesn't even count. Actually, I'm going to go on a rant, by the way. It's going to be a short Cool Sports Network episode, or maybe it's on Jesus Sports News. I have no idea. I haven't even started doing research on it yet. But why is the NBA having Summer League rigs? Like, just stop. Stop. Why are you like, actually making diamond rigs for the summer league? It doesn't make sense. We're going to have a whole rant about that. But so technically it does matter, but it actually doesn't because I'm going to break down some other moves. And I mentioned how bad Johnny Davis is playing. Maybe he's not going to be in the rotation at the beginning of the season. Maybe it will be some other players. Well, the Wizards signed on Sunday. Big men, Todd Gibson. Todd Gibson is the, Todd Gibson is the definition of the guy that he's he's the backup center that you can throw around, kind of like a JaVale McGee kind of guy. We'll put you here. We'll bring you back here. You stay there. You go there. Maybe go that way. Head to, head to Dallas. Head to Phoenix. Like, you know, he's that kind of guy where he goes everywhere. But it feels like that. But yet he's only been on a handful of teams. This is only going to be his fifth team because he was in Chicago for so long. But recently, it's, feel like, it's felt like Todd Gibson has just been like that backup center. You know, nothing special. But he is a veteran in the locker room. He just came off a season where in 18 minutes he averaged um, four points per game. He averaged as many points as rebounds. Actually, the season before in 2021, he averaged 5.4 points, 5.6 rebounds. So he's definitely more of a rebounding kind of guy. He does have some defensive potential, but he's a backup center, and the Wizards aren't even going to use him as a backup center. He's their third string. But I think something really important about this move for the Wizards is, if you look, Daniel Gafford, even though he only missed 10 games last season, he has some injury problems he had in Chicago. Pretty sure he had it at Arkansas. And he's missed some time in both seasons he's had with the Wizards so far. 
that's an issue. Right, that, right, that is an issue. And then you look at Christoph Porzingis, who's always injury-prone. He didn't even play a game in 2019, missed a lot of time in 2018, missed time in 2020, missed time in 2021. And now this year he missed time with both Washington and Dallas, only play, uh, playing 31 less games than the 82 games that are played during the regular season. So this is a big move for the Wizards to finally get a backup big man that you could rely on, knowing that Porzingis and Gafford are most likely going to deal with injuries throughout the season. It's not a big move, but to get someone like that, a reliable backup big like that, and I think he's going to bring a lot of veteran experience to the locker room. I think he's going to be mentoring the young guys, like Yannick and Zosa, uh, like Vernon Carey Jr., um, like all the guys that are on the NBA roster. He's going to be mentoring them, teaching them some things. I think Todd Gibson is a good move on the floor, considering the Wizards' injury-prone bigs, but I think it's also a good move off the floor from a mentality standpoint, and then from a playing standpoint, to have him as a veteran, to have that hard-working mentality in the locker room, I think that is very important. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. Of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.